Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels, and with me, uh, blast from the past, my partner in crime, yeah. Chris King. Yeah, a couple months ago. Hey! <laughs> Do remember a couple months ago? It's like that. It's like well, like a couple months ago. Filling in for Thaddeus J. McKee, who's filling in for you. <laughs> yeah, still. Well, I know I'm supposed to be walking the earth making atonements, and so I, I stopped on my way to apologize to you all of Giacomo's. So I'm here. Where is the next spot on the uh, list? It's Giacomo's. I literally just said it. Oh. Okay. I'm going to apologize to you later for how rude I was. What did answer. What'd you, what'd you do to Giacomo? That they warned? know what I did. Oh, I can't, okay. we can't talk about it here because it's still pending lawsuit, but they know what I did. On the ones and twos, the wheels of steels, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, and the last white dragon. Give it up for Zach Rohn. Hey there. And a very special guest with us in studio. We're actually in his studio because we're yeah. at his house. I can't wait to talk about it. Comedian. Oh, my God. <laughs> Comedian Lucas Waterfill. What up? Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, um, I'm glad you just got here. <laughs> <laughs> we run a tight ship, Lucas. I don't, yeah. know. I don't yeah. know if you know that. Not here, though. Not a traveling tight ship. Easter is canceled. <laughs> yeah. So a couple of things on this very oh yeah very special Easter episode of, yeah uh, Easter risen. for us not for the people listening he to has it. risen yeah <laughs> I'll tell you what I feel like I've spent the last three days in a tomb <laughs> <laughs> yeah you kind of look like it when yeah, I came oh my God. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's been a rough one <laughs> rough one hey you feeling better you today know, now prepping for that album gotta. Gotta keep it loose. Yeah, man, you you got right into it. Yeah, <laughs> rugged. Uh, no, I am very excited. You are doing your album recording uh, next week. Next week at White Rabbit. Is this and the, and this is the first? Yes, this is my first hour. Nice. It's called Public Inconvenience. Public Inconvenience. Yes. I like it. I like the uh, the artwork is uh, kind of a. Uh, uh, an homage to Public Enemy. Yes, it is a knockoff. <laughs> Hopefully, Chuck D does not sue me. <laughs> Flavor Flav, please don't sue me. <laughs> I would, that, that would be interesting. Though. I was going to say I would uh, love to be sued. That, by would, Flavor yeah, that Flav. would be amazing. <laughs> I would. I would probably Chuck D. I would be like, oh, <laughs> I'd be like, this is cool. <laughs> I'm like, Chuck D, please don't. I just want to read the headline, uh, Flavor Flav Sue's Disabled Man. Yeah, <laughs> it's always nice. Does, it does not seem like outside of his purview. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm doing an hour. I'm filming it, too. Um, my friend, I'm doing an hour with... Um, uh, on, the, on the Road Records with... Um, on the road records and my friend Ryan Pennington is directing it. Oh, wow. and doing the cinematography. Now, how is and that we're doing three shows? How is that going to be distributed? Are you going to put it on YouTube or is that going to be that is pending? Pending. Okay. <laughs> All right. We will see. Well, I'm very I'm very excited. Uh, if you don't know who Lucas Waterfill is, literally literally one the funniest comedian in Indianapolis, yes. but we all know that those competitions don't really mean anything. Don't mean. However, anything. however, you are the funniest comedian in Indianapolis. However, <laughs> um, no, I mean, excuse me. Um, um, I mean, it, it, those competitions are fun. And when you win, <laughs> they are awful when you are yeah. when you are competing and you lose. Yeah, um, but when you win, it's, they're great. It feels pretty yeah. good. Yeah. But, what about that nice cashola prize? Yeah, the twelve hundred dollars doesn't hurt. Oh, wow, <laughs> A little walking around money. Like, yeah. have you ever won any contest that you've ever, ever been in? 
Uh, I just won uh, March Madness bracket. You had Kansas? Do you, do you know who you had? Yeah, so here's the thing. My grandpa went to KU. You, oh, you did have Kansas. And so I was just like, well, grandpa went to the school. I, they're probably good at basketball. Yeah. But the only reason you knew you won, I meant in comedy or something you actually do. I've because, never won in comedy. No. no. Or, or, but in food, though. You've won in food, right? No. No. Even the contest that no. you yourself put on, and you, you like, you're the, your contest. Last you pl- I came in last Last place. place. Just... You knew that. <laughs> yes, I know, Lucas. You that's why I brought it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I knew the food thing. Because I think the uh, last this meat year, cake, this I wasn't around. Year, yeah. you were, you know, you've been gone a long time, Chris. Yeah, King. yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't think you <laughs> no more. I, I came in second to last place this year. Oh, second to last. Yeah. Who came in last place? We don't need to put anybody on blast like oh, that. Oh, was it Zach? <laughs> no. It was not me. Oh. Wait, was uh, it Lucas? Who else is in the room? We're putting him blessed. It was me. <laughs> it was another chef. They did, it was not, another chef. They did uh, not like my macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Two cr- I put the breadcrumbs. Yeah. They didn't like the breadcrumbs. Well, you put them underneath, which I thought yeah, was a weird. That was it. And weird the macaroni. <laughs> I put a whole loaf of bread <laughs> underneath <laughs> the mac and cheese. <laughs> Just white. White Wonder Bread <laughs> <laughs> underneath the mac and cheese. It was that sounds amazing. It was not good. <laughs> I would uh, I would watch a cooking show where you just bark orders at people. <laughs> oh my god! I would also watch that show. I would, I would not. Um, I would uh, not know what I was talking about. So. <laughs> Well, that's why it would be funny. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what makes it really good. Yeah. Especially if you're telling professional chefs to put whole loaves of Wonder Bread underneath macaroni and cheese. Like, what are you talking about? You can't do this. Fucking do it. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. Who's running this kitchen? <laughs> me. The uh, guy with the apron. It's just me with the apron. <laughs> so you said you, uh, you, you were telling me uh, before the show that you just got back from Ohio. You're running the hour. Yeah. Uh, how, how, was, how was it received in Ohio? It was... They booed me off. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a terrible question because either either it was amazing or you don't want to talk about it. Awful. I guess I guess I meant to say like how was what was it what was the experience um, like? It was good. It was at a little bar show. Um, and I love Cincinnati. It's like you know how it is. It's like it's a home away from home with mm-hmm. comedy. Like they are very supportive and yeah. They have, you know, we're, we've grown up with those guys and those comics and like, I've known a lot of, like, just being in that room, I, I was talking to like Wayne Mehmet and I'm like, um, dude, I've known you for like 10 years. Like, so it's good to have those relationships and like, good to like, you're like, oh, fuck, I've been doing this a long time and have been ca- keeping up with these people and, like, we've been supporting each other through all this. So it was very supportive. Yeah. And good feedback and, like, good honest feedback and a good way to, you know, really stretch out and see what I'm working with. Um, so, yeah, it was good. Great. I'm very excited, um, and and no, no shade to any other comics, but you're one of the funniest people I know, okay. and you're wait you've waited a decade in the comedy before releasing your first album. Now that tells me that this album is going to be amazing. But I know some wow. people some people might drop their first album at year five, year six because they're just itching to get it get it going. And I I think waiting till. 10 years as good as you already are and then waiting for 10 years like I feel like there's going to be a lot it's going to be more complete more more yeah, dense well, well it's um I mean it's yeah I write a lot and I like it's not a con like it's not a fucking concept I mean I'm not <laughs> writing Pink Floyd the Wall or something, <laughs> but, but like like you can't play it to fucking Wizard of Oz that <laughs> backwards or some shit, but um, yeah, the, it it definitely has a feel to it and it has a purpose and like, um, I, you know, 
you've seen my comedy. I definitely have a point of view. It's a lot of punching down. A lot of I make fun of um the death a lot. I, <laughs> I saw the edit there. <laughs> I saw that I, in real time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I make fun of the death. I don't I don't think the deaf are really disabled. No, I'm I'm kidding. Anyway, they can't hear you. It's they right. can't hear you. <laughs> what are they? Yeah, we do have a transcript of the show that goes out. It's actually pretty popular, right? That we write out. Yeah, we yeah. got one for the hearing impaired. That's what Zach does. He writes really? out. He types and then we no. put out one for the Brit. No, no, not at all. <laughs> we should. No one, no one here is literate enough to write any of this. There's no way. No, um, <laughs> no. I definitely have a point of view and have. I, yeah. So every joke is toward that point of view and very uh, pointed and. Um, I don't know. It's been something that's been rattling in my mind forever. So it's good to get it out and then move on. How much of how much of this album would you say was affected by kind of the aftermath of like uh, like not COVID necessarily, but like like I know you have big chunks about being uh, you know part of the protests and and you know you're a civil disobedient kind of guy. Uh, yeah. How, how much of that? I, do you really, I really have no choice to, you know, civil disobedience. <laughs> I'm not breaking down barricades anytime soon. But but um, you didn't you used to work for the ACLU? No, no, you worked for. Uh, I worked for a union. A union, here, sorry. Right here, so I did labor organizing um, for college and after college, um, and then. I got into comedy and started doing cocaine behind dumpsters. <laughs> I, do, so. I, I do you. I do. You. Well, you've always been. Like, you've always been like a like a, a I, punk rock guy. I, uh, yeah, that's one way to say. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I I love I I love activism. I love community organizing. I mean, for me, it's. It's, I don't know if this is the right way to look at it, but I go through phases where I get real into it and then just get worn out. Sure. Well, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. Cause especially in like Indiana. Yeah. Where there's so much fucked up shit. Oh, like, shit. And then you just like, I have friends that, you know, that's what they do. They, that's what they do and they do great work and like they try to change policy and such. Yeah. And like, it's great work and it's, but it just drains me to do it over and over again. So that's why I like comedy. Cause I can be selfish. With comedy. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. just do it and I don't have to change anything. I can be self-centered, I guess. My comedy. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Uh, well, I, I, I think, uh, I think you are doing things definitely on your own terms with your comedy, but like also, I think you hit a lot of, you hit a lot more points. Like I don't have a lot of points when I do comedy. I'm just kind of like, yeah, this thing's stupid to happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like your comedy is hilarious, but it also usually comes from a, a real point of view and a real point uh, that's, you know, s putting a actual real life topic inside of a joke, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that comes from my influence. Like, I mean, Carlin and like, People like Carlin and own, like Patrice O'Neill, like those guys were my influence. And like, I just, I like politics and I like, um, like being engaged socially. So that's just going to be me. And like, I don't really try to set out to make a point. It's just like, you can always tell when people are doing something that they don't want to do just to do it. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, yeah. and like, like, like somebody like Nate Bergowski is not going to fucking do politics or like somebody like, you know, 
but and I'm not gonna do stuff about doing my laundry, like <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying like it's beneath you. Do yeah, yeah <laughs> like I'm more of an artist. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I'm like I love the craft. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I like I just feel like I'm me more when I'm talking about bigger issue like bigger shit i don't know yeah well and i mean you've i I don't think people realize how long and i mean we talk about comedians talk about this all the time but like how long like if you go to medical school for 10 years you're a doctor you know like if you do comedy for 10 years you'd be like you're probably an okay comedian sophomore you're a sophomore at that point you would hope yeah but uh yeah but I mean, you've had such a comedic education and also like, uh, <clears throat> you know, you, you don't have, uh, the luxury of like, you know, you, you, you t- don't take notes up on stage with you, you know, like you, you have a, a brain that just handles you all take of your notes jokes. up on stage with you. Like Look you have an a open mic. You have yeah. an, you have a note cards when you're up there. Not like during a show, but like if you're like practicing new jokes or something, he you might. starts a set <laughs> and goes. Wait, guys. Wait, wait. It's like his cards are out of yeah, place. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, no. That's the punchline punch for my third joke. I'm sorry these are out of order. Wait till I sort out my po- my postcards wait. for everybody. I love that you talked about it like you can't bring up a news. You can't bring up documents to read off of. You're an uh, you're an edgy comedian who's reading fucking documents when they go up there. You host shows, man. And you're like, let me introduce my new guest. Wait, I got to go to my note card. I guess I meant like more at the beginning, like at the open mic level. Yeah. When you, you know, by, by, I mean, did you ever do that? Did you ever have like. like no, no. I mean, no. Like even, like even I'm assuming like writing and stuff like. Yeah. Like developing I, jokes looks different. It's all in your head. It's all in my head. And like, um, I just work it out on stage more like work. Like I just. And I record it. Like, I have a recorder on my phone, and I record it. And it helps when I don't do cocaine behind my phone. <laughs> I love that you, you made sure to say that you were not going to tell the story <laughs> on air, and you've you've alluded to it twice already. The cocaine what? The, what? Sorry. The, the cocaine behind the dumpster story. What? Me? Yeah, I didn't think you were no, going to tell it. I've never done cocaine behind the <laughs> That wouldn't be me. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, um, you know, I, I just learned how to, um, process jokes and like write punchlines and like the way I memorize jokes is I, I like base everything around the punchline and then I just remember what leads up to it yeah the punchline. reverse engineer it yeah. so i've told this story i'm not sure if on this podcast or I've, I've definitely told this on multiple podcasts before that there there's a few comics that i saw before i did comedy i'm not blaming you for my comedy by any means <laughs> but uh i went i went to a coffee house and there was this it was like billed as like local comedian show and there was a few local comics and they were of varying degrees of of, of entertaining and then Lucas was closing out the show and I remember standing in the back and just like <laughs> l- losing my shit like laughing yeah. so hard and it, it wasn't even, it wasn't even a thing of just like well he, he's funny I can be funny but I just remember thinking like I never thought of a local like I just imagine I don't know where I thought comedians came from I thought they yeah. just were born fully developed uh <laughs> you know hilarious comics and in like New York yeah New York and just LA breathe, breathe them in New York and I, I just never thought of like oh a local person could be that level of funny yeah yeah and uh you you were you were one of the first people that was like oh man they just they're doing stand-up comedy here in Indianapolis and like you know there's people that are this caliber funny if I could be a quarter of that funny, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe that's something I could do. Do you think that you've gotten to the point that no, you're a quarter? No, 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 Lucas not, not at all. No. But my question is, uh, for you, for you, your quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sincerity. I think you're a, I think you're a good 25 cents of my dollar. I think that you are. You're good. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I like that he said the twenty five percent. Like that was the that was his way of being nice. Like you know what? I'll tell you. What, I'll give you that. Yeah, you're twenty. Yeah, you're you're Maybe even twenty seven. Maybe now. No, uh, <laughs> no one said that. But uh, what was that moment like for you? As far as like on the ten years ago on the local scene, like was there someone that you saw locally? You, you talk. We always kind of talk about like the big names, the Patrice, the George Carlins. But was there somebody local that you saw that you were kind of inspired by to do comedy, or did you just decide you were going to do it? And I mean, you know, I, I mean, Brent Trehoon and Jimmy Roberson and like Dwight and those guys really in Austin, real, um, really like. Uh, made it like um attainable goal like and you know there were there was mortys and when you get that first paycheck you're like oh this is a real thing like i can do this for money and in that first laugh you're like you get addicted to it so um that first laugh is dangerous though because then you're 10 years and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Um, but I love it. Like, I love it. And, like, I I think what real, to answer your question, I think what really happened, what really helped is having a group of people around you, you know, like Joe, like Trent, like Caitlin McPhee, like Zane Zadie, like, and, you know, where you and just having a group of people to push you and make you better and, like, uh, hold your feet to the fire and be like, no, that was not good. That was, <laughs> that was not a good set. That's not a good bit. Like, so, um, you know, just keep that pressure on yourself and, yeah. like, keep pushing. I guess. When I will say this about uh, – to your credit, for someone that's been doing comedy <laughs> as long as you have, uh, like you'll you'll still pop into a, a lower tier open mic. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember? We, I'm not gonna put put it on blast of which open mic it was, but do you remember? I think it was like last year. We were both at an open mic and it was like a, a hundred degrees. Oh yeah, and it was maybe one of the the, the was rough. that downtown though? Yeah, okay. it, yeah, it was. I downtown. don't know what it is when we're off air because that that's not. It, it was downtown and uh, and the guy introduced that football team. <laughs> well, 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 hold on, hold on. First of all, he introduced everybody by race. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Like he, that's, cla- he, that's that's fantastic. Inter- that's what you want. And then and then when it, and then every when time, it, how many comedians were there? Uh, I mean, it was, it just happened to be, it was, uh, it just happened to be that there was like a, uh, ethnically diverse, uh, lineup. And so hilarious. it was a black club. I mean, it, was, it, was, yeah. it was, it was, it was, a, it was a black mic. Uh, so at first it was like, <laughs> it was like this young brother, this young brother. And then it was like, ah, oh, this Mexican brother. And then I came up and he was like, I, half and half. I'm not sure. <laughs> and then Lucas came down and they were like, not... this guy, <laughs> he's got a beard. <laughs> he's got Issues. <laughs> and he's got problems. He was, then, then they then they introduced like they had like draft picks yeah. there or college recruits there. It was from the was oh, like the, in the, the audience. The combine. Yeah. Or something was going uh, well, on. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then they were just there, so they just brought him up after the show, like, these guys might make it to the NFL. <laughs> I might. No. Just say stuff? Just like this, what do you got to say about maybe going to the NFL? Is that I don't know, did? but they got way more of an applause than any of the yeah, comedians yeah. did. And the, of course they were like, see, this is the inspiration pointing to me. Like, <laughs> this is what you guys need to concentrate on. Like guys like this, I'm like, dude, I'm writing jokes about dicks. <laughs> <laughs> And was he saying it to the combine people? Because I don't think that your path is the way they should go. Yeah, I know. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm doing cocaine behind a dumpster, man. <laughs> like when the also, I don't understand what we're supposed to concentrate was, on. Yeah, you well, like this, hey, is this guy. guy. Let's concentrate on you. Gonna be a quarterback someday. That's the guy you need to look for. Like all the dude, oh, the, the, oh, the dumpster. Oh, oh, look at this guy. He has CTE. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta concentrate on this guy. 
Uh, this he was a Heisman award. <laughs> this could be you. Don't go to the NFL. <laughs> this gets real weird. <laughs> Don't go to the NFL, kids. This could be you. His CTE is so bad, it used to be black. Can you believe that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. It's a weird thing to fucking say. <laughs> it, well, was, it, was, uh, it was terrible. Well, like... It was so hot in the room that we're both just like <laughs> dripping sweat. And Lucas has his way of like looking over and commuting a lot with his eyes. Yeah. You yeah. know, and yeah. it was just like, oh, I think you were saying, kill me, right? Is yeah. that what you were saying? Like, kill me slowly. <laughs> Drown me right now in your sweat. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it, it's true. There's. You know, you got to make sacrifices and everything in comedy. There's definitely a sacrifice because you're giving up a normal life. You're giving up, like, a lot of weekdays, weekday nights, listening to shitty, shitty comedy. Well, Um, I think it's also, like, there's a built-in constant humbling of doing stand-up oh, comedy, yeah. you know, yeah. where just like the second you start to feel good about anything, you know, you have a great show, and then the next day you go to open mic, and it's just like back to square yeah, one. It's like you never like each new bit is like you. Of course, you learn how to write bits faster and better, but each new bit is like square one. Like, and that's the beauty of it is like. Like, there's some new comics that, and I was giving them advice, and then halfway through, I'm like, dude, I'm in this open mic with you, so why, <laughs> why the fuck am I giving you advice? I'm right here with right here. you. We're both made it to yeah, the same place. Just, Our journey took us here. Yeah, so I guess do what you are doing. Yeah. yeah. Do you find yourself falling more into like a mentor a mentor role now with like do people come to you no, with their- I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like really I don't uh, I don't know I don't I mean like do people that cannot be necessarily that you I seek, would imagine seek I was gonna say I would imagine but- you've been doing it for a while like successfully for a while like ten years now you I, I would imagine that just they just come to you and they start asking you shit yeah I mean they. They do, but then again, like, I, I want to keep myself humble. Like, I, again, like, everybody's trajectory is different. Like, yeah, uh, what, how I tell a joke and how you tell a joke is completely different. Yeah, you use the N-word way more than I do. Yeah. Well, I do, like, I do it in jest. <laughs> <laughs> I do it to pull a... Uh, Mirror up to society. Yeah, well, and every, <laughs> every time you do it, you always go, it's satire, guys. Yeah. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> then I go on a 15-minute rant about PC culture. <laughs> Let's take a quick uh, break, and we'll be right back with more Lucas Waterville. Welcome back to the Heart of Brunch podcast. Uh, Chris King. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since we've had you yeah. on, the, on the program. That's right. And uh, we've missed your um, reviews. Yeah. We yeah. did have food today. We did. Not out of the gate, though. Not when we first <laughs> got here. So you typically when we do, just so Lucas knows because he didn't get that experience here, Heart of Brunch, <laughs> surprise, surprise, it does have a brunch. But when we got here, yeah. What did you what did you make today for brunch, for instance, just as an example for what we usually we, we don't usually do. Usually like last week what did you make for brunch? Last week. La- last week I think was uh also an away game. 
No, oh. it was, no, what it was we uh, birthday weekend. Oh, yeah, birthday. Yeah, we did. Uh, what did we do? But the answer probably, I don't need to get in the weeds, but even food, I would imagine. Yeah, made food. it was food. Okay. Yeah. But today, no food, right? I did not make any food. No, today. no, not at all. No. Not at all. And then you, you, so you had to call in. You were going to cater. Mm-hmm. You, you said, that's fine. Which we'll just cater, right? Because yeah. our Lucas's place was cater. How did that, and, and where do we cater it from? Before? Well, it originally was going to no, be. No, 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 no. No, I don't need. <laughs> I don't need to know what we got into. I'm saying originally, <laughs> cater wise, yeah. nothing. Because it, I was. I was ready for harder brunch. I, I came out of retirement. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I can't wait. And then sure, Dyke fashion, I had a phone call around noon. I'm like, I'm out the door. I'm ready to go. I'm ready. Like, hey, man, let me know if I need to stop somewhere. Yeah. And Dyke said, it's going to be your last video. <laughs> it was 12. It was at 12. <laughs> I just woke up. Uh, I don't have any food. Uh, we'll just order something when we get there. And so, Lucas, just so you know, that's not how we usually do it. Yeah, well. I was ready, <laughs> um, and, and I bought a, a broad. Luckily, I had a power strip. You did. Thank God, Lucas did contribute a lot. Yeah. Chairs. You yeah. didn't chairs. Think, think about bringing chairs. No, Lucas got those. And, Thank God. And great paint. Duh. Yeah, I wasn't going to mention the paint. I, it's hard to describe the paint, but I'll tell you what. I did not know maroon and olive drab could go together, <laughs> and I know what. I still don't know that. Uh, <laughs> Two. Anyone listening, let me describe <laughs> my house. The inside of my house is I often wake up in a fit, like a fever dream. Yeah. You, are those all and, the colors of the Starburst in your bedroom? <laughs> no, it's um, R- uh, Ronald McDonald house. Yeah, it yeah. does look like it, was, it is red and orange. Yeah. Again, colors you don't we see have, together. We have cancer patients go in there and... <laughs> And does it cure him or make it worse? <laughs> Makes it worse. It looks like it was designed by somebody who was raised clown, but then yeah. went against their clown family and went yeah. to college. Yeah. It, it looks like um, Tim Burton would be like, <laughs> this is too much. Yeah, that's right. Tim, Tim, Tim Burton would, would be like, this house, too much. I've never, I've never been poked in the eye by a paint job. Yeah. <laughs> um, and th- that's my Mountain Dew wall. Um, <laughs> I, I have a wall dedicated yeah. to Mountain Dew. It does look like Mountain Dew. Not um, the outside of the can, but the inside, which yeah, you don't see a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think I'm going to get a big head of Sean. Oh, what's that snowboarder? Sean White. Sean, Sean White. White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a big head. Yeah. Of Sean White. Because of the Mountain Dew. And then the, then a big poster of Mountain Dew. It would look like peace now, I think, if you did that. That's what I would see. It was Sean White over that yellow, because that is the color of peace now. Yeah. Snow pea. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, um, it's something. It's, yeah. It's wild. No, but I think, that the, I think that that would have been, the paint job is fine. I don't know if you saw the old <sighs> studio, either of them. Um, similar paint jobs. Yeah, similar <laughs> paint job. And I think that I remember the window, you had a blanket I had given you as a soundproof and you started using it on the curtain. So that, this is fine. This, this is definitely a step up. But then, but the food wise, we finally did get Gomez. Yes. And it was great. It yeah. was really, really good. He was your seventh choice. Oh, you also forgot that everything was closed on Easter. Like it all is, this. Yeah. And, and you, you made sure he knew that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you weren't my first choice. Anyways, can you make me food? <laughs> I like that you you kept, I heard on the phone where you kept uh, saying, do you know who this is? And he clearly didn't. Like, you really had to spell out exactly who you were. Like, I've never I've never called anybody that I work with, like, on a daily basis, then I had to spell out my last name so that well, they had to know who I was. They, they Much actually, less your boss. They have <laughs> yeah, like, like, hey, do you know who I am? I'm trying to call no, in this order. No. They, no, they had like a, they have like an old school landline there. It's just like a red, like, bat, like, like the oh, Commissioner Gordon phone. Oh, yeah. And so when I called, he was just talking, and I was just like, he said, Gomez Barbecue. I was like, hello, Mr. Gomez. I'd like to make an order for pickup. And then he's just talking to me like a customer. And I was like, you know, this is me, right? Yeah, he like, didn't. I don't know who this is. Oh. Well, but I've met him a couple of times, and even then when I've, I've gone in to go, and I was like, hey, man, it's me. I did that podcast with Dyke. He's like, that's cool. So did you want coffee with that? Or <laughs> like he just doesn't. I don't know if he just doesn't want to. That was a good impression. Go to my head. He doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care. Like, but we. Are we yeah, making a transaction but here? We, yeah, but we, but we, yeah. It's like we're done, right? I'm like, okay, well, I'll go. Although the guys from, the guys that uh, are doing the, um, what's the noodle place that is in, um, I'm going to fuck this up. The noodle place that's in the garage now. I don't know. Those two dudes were here. 
they had they they used to work for Rook, but then now they're in. Oh, are you talking about uh, Misfit Indy? Yeah, Misfit Indy. Six times. Yeah. Okay. Misfit Indy. Misfit Indy. But now they're in. The, it's it's uh. What's his name's place now? Oh, it's almost famous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Is it almost famous? Yeah. They're Is not it? in the garage. They're at Almost Famous. It's uh, across the street. Almost Famous. No, I'm not talking about Almost Famous. It's the place that does the noodles. They have the Dan Dan noodles. Um, that's my brother works here. Uh, you're talking about Strange Bear? No, not Strange Bear. It's in the garage. I don't know. I really would, didn't. I thought you would know it. I, I feel like I feel like this is fake news. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I hadn't. I wish I hadn't brought it uh, up. Oh, are you talking about? I don't know. You've never. Yeah, not was, one of you have named a place in the garage. Even if you named a place. In the garage, it would have been closer. The harbor. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, we got naf, it from Gomez, naf, right? Naf, naf. Not, no. Mm-hmm. I really, I wish, I, I hope we can strike this. <laughs> this is a I great hope bit. we can strike this entire bit. Just us, this is, us this guessing. Is, this is the whole episode. The whole episode is just <laughs> guessing restaurants wrong. Like, is it McDonald's? Uh, God damn it, no. Uh, Not a single one of these places are in the garage. Cut out my recording plug. This is, <laughs> What's funny is you both, both of you guess and like, well, I know it's not in the garage, but this, like, then that's not it, is it? That's how you know it's not right. Well, or you, the harbor. You specifically referred to two people that have been on the podcast. They do misfit in anyway. They did misfit Indy. Then they worked for. Um, it's not Omar. Omar isn't Omar doing. Omar does uh, got. A, he's the new head chef somewhere else. So we decided we're going with this bit. <laughs> I'm still trying <laughs> to doubling that. Down. Down. Doubling I'd, rather just, I'd rather just move on and talk about the food I we got. Like, I feel like I'm talking to my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> It was terrible. Have you boys been in the new Kroger's? <laughs> it's the place that used to be next to that. You know, it was called Burger Chef before it was called Burger What is it now? No, that's not it. No, that's not it. I don't know what it is. I really wish I hadn't brought it up. Anyway, Gomez, l- luckily, you did get food finally. I think it was around 2 o'clock. Yeah. We got food. Finally on my part, not his part. No, no, he he was quick. Once I made the call, it was very quick. And then when you walked in, like, hey, Gomez, how's it going? And he was like, yeah, dude, uh, how can I help you? Did he still not know who you were? He was like, who are you? (laughs) Like, I got to go order. Like, I'm going to need your name. I'm going to need to know what your name is for the order. Uh, But yeah, but it was good. We had uh, biscuits and gravy. Yeah. And it was just... Biscuits, gravy, and then a stick of uh, meat. He didn't mix the meat with gravy. He, that's what they do. I don't know. Is that what? Is I think that, it was brisket and gravy. Briskets and gravy. Yeah. But were there biscuits actually on there? Yeah. Well, then. You mean briskets, briskets, biscuits, and ba- gravy. Briskets, biscuits, and gravy. Yeah. But they didn't mix. You so can, there's brisket in the gravy. Oh. And then there was a piece of brisket on but you top. But you could stick, you could take that stick of brisket <laughs> and you could mix it in as you felt necessary. Yeah. Like if there's not enough biscuits on my I biscuits. Thought, I, I thought, thought the it was nice. It was <laughs> It was good. Was extra, yeah, a little extra brisket. It was good. A little, a little extra slab meat. And then we had those quesadillas were amazing. Uh, the chorizo quesadillas. I will say this about the food: it is, it was good. Yeah, but it is no rainforest cat. <laughs> <laughs> what Zach, is? What is? Zach didn't know what. Zach, you've never been to a rainforest cafe. Like you talked about them, like they're everywhere. They this were everywhere. They yeah. were. They were a chain. They were in they the mall. Were, they were everywhere you'd go on vacation. <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah. Indianapolis ever had one. You didn't have them in the mall? I don't think so. Like, I think in the, that was the heyday of the mall. Like, that's how you know that a mall yeah. had peaked. When they got a Rainforest Cafe, when you were at the mall and you went to the right entry and a monkey greeted you, like, I'm in it. I'm in a good fucking mall. Like, I like when I walk in, it's December. And there's like, it's like a pee pool because there's a little warm spot yeah. in the mall. Like, it's because Rainforest Cafe is pumping in the hot steam. <laughs> you walk by a restaurant and go, a lion growls at you. You're like, I've made it. You're like, finally. That's I'm a quality here. mall. Like, anytime there's animatronics at the mall, like, this is the mall I should be. This is where I want to buy my pants. Well, you were talking about how you used to like the lightning while you were eating. I, I hated it. <laughs> it was the worst. I had I have spasms, and I would like be eating, being fed, and just spaz out. Yeah, uh, that's not appetizing. <laughs> just thinking the overhead too. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is, like, towards the end, they were all broken. It was like there was one thing about a broken Chuck E. Cheese where you would just see less animatronics or, like, the gorilla or, like, the giraffe wasn't playing the keyboard. Like, yeah. well, maybe he's on an off day. But the animatronics, when they were broken in the Rainforest Cafe, like, it was too steamy. It would be too hot. And then waitresses have to come over and they're all blacked out from being over steamed. 
because the shit was broken. Oversteamed. <laughs> there's there, still there, 16 of them left in the U.S. Yeah, there's a oh, there's there a is. freestanding Rainforest Cafe in Chicago. It's got a giant like uh, fiberglass uh, frog on this, <laughs> like a like a like the frog. On they're the, they're just like. We either need to like close down shop or charge seventy five dollars for chicken. <laughs> I think they tried that. Was it yeah. I don't remember if it was expensive or not. I don't remember if it was a treat to go in. I probably went in twice, and it was mostly a gift shop. But they did pump in. Oh yeah, they did try to make it really hot and steamy. So when you bought something, like if you bought a stuffed animal, it was soaking wet. <laughs> Like <laughs> no one wants that. Did you say your server's mascara was running? Yeah, 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 they all look yeah, like panda bears. Yeah. Like I couldn't tell if that was like part of the thing. Yeah. Like because they're all just like these black eyes dripping down. Like, do you want anything to eat? Like, not anymore. Yeah. Do you think they, that was like they a- wipe their forehead <laughs> with your steak? Pat <laughs> it dry. Yeah. I think they call me off. Do you, do you think that was something in the eighties when like when they were coming up with the concept? Because I remember in the eighties was a big like save the rainforest, save the rainforest. There had so to be a lot of it. What if we were eating poppers in the rainforest? Like that. Like then they'll know they yeah, should save this. They're no, they're like we don't have to save it. We just have to bring it to them. <laughs> yeah, this is basically the same thing. It worked the opposite for me. I want to burn them all down. It was a terrible eating experience. <laughs> I only went once, and I remember my best friend in high school's uh, dad was hating me because he was a cop. Yeah, and, uh, and like I was like the bad friend. And then what? did he punish you by taking you to Rainforest Cafe? <laughs> like, I'll show you to be friends with my son. Eat the macaroni and cheese in the heat. Well, my friend, uh, he gra- when he takes was- you up to the lion, <laughs> dude. I don't trust cops for a whole different reason. <laughs> Sometimes they treat you to Rainforest Cafe, and that is a hate crime. Yeah. No, uh, no um, we we all went out, and I remember just being like, it was just established that his dad hated me. And yeah. So I was just minding my p's and q's. How old were you? Uh, like twenty. But Tw- we, okay, we so you're did, not like a kid. Well, we've been friends since high school, so like for, for four or five years. Maybe I was 21. What? I what? just love when you yeah. find out Dyke's age in a story, it completely changes the it meaning. It really does. Because I thought we're talking to like a 12-year-old. They're like, yeah. oh, God, I hate no, this no, 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 he's like 20, 21. No, there are two men that hate each other. No. That's a completely different situation. Or like his summer girlfriend when he was 40. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this summer girlfriend? That was the best. When we, they're not 16. This oh. is, that's why I learned to ask the question early, because he told that summer girlfriend story for like a good 45 minutes, and I thought he was 11 the entire time. <laughs> but when you find out at the end that he's 40 years old, that whole dynamic fucking changes that he, story. He's like, he's like, yeah, I don't know why his dad hated me. Like, I was 21. He was 11. <laughs> I always stole cigarettes for him. Yeah, just, yeah, you gotta get the age early, otherwise it, it, you, you don't get it a full size. It was because stuff. he was a cop. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been <laughs> That's what did it. Fucking cops. <laughs> Always giving you shit. Anyway, so as a punishment, he took you and his 12-year-old son to Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> So he, my, my friend had just uh, turned 12. You <laughs> <laughs> took him to his first PG-13 movie and he got pissed at you because he wasn't 13 He's like, yet. goddamn cops. <laughs> uh, okay, go ahead. Lucas is tough. It was actually inspiration for the movie Police Academy. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, he, my friend had just... Um, Graduated or completed uh, Wait. Navy boot camp. Okay. okay. And so we were up there, and uh, I remember like going out, and <laughs> I remember thinking at 21, I was like, I don't know if I have Rainforest Cafe money. <laughs> I remember like being like, Yeah, it was, ex- I think it was expensive. Yeah, I was like, This is a little pricey. And I like ate. And then his dad picked up the, the check for everybody, yeah. and I was like, oh, thank God. And I was like, I was actually kind of surprised because, like, it was just the entire family and me. Like, yeah. I was just the only person that wasn't blood relation. Yeah. And so he picks up the check, and I'm like, oh, man, that was cool. And then uh, he was just like, hey, Dyke, I just want to tell you something. And I was like, oh, here we go. And he was like, you've always been there for my son. Oh. You've always been a good friend. And I was like, you used to say that I was a drug dealer, <laughs> sir. But were you? Was he making a was description? Were you a drug dealer? Or, I mean, just pot. But. <laughs> well, then he was still accurate. He was just describing <laughs> shit. Yeah. It doesn't sound at all like this guy hated <laughs> you. It's, it's, it's like, 
I love that he spent 20 minutes talking about how much he, how much he loathed them until we found out the one. There were two men having yeah. just regular. He paid for his meal and he's like, well, that's surprising. He's I like, can't believe you treated me like a person. You used to treat me like a drug dealer. Like, well, you were dealing drugs to my son. And by the way, I'll still buy your Rainforest Cafe steak. Did you? Yeah, this guy sucks. <laughs> You're right. Oh, I'm fucking there. ACAD, dude. I gotta see him telling another cop, like, and that's why I hate cops. The cop's like, you're going to fucking jail. Classic police officers. You're all the same. You know, that, you know the classic struggle of the black man always being treated to the rainforest captain by the police? That's right. It was funny as I jumped about it being a punishment, but it truly was like, I knew I was fucked when he took me to a nice place and paid for my food. Yeah, but there's not a single bad thing about his experience. Not at all. Especially when you Just find out. expectations. Especially when you find out that he wasn't a 12-year-old. He should have been able to afford the food that he definitely ate. And then he's like, can you believe it? He fucking paid for my meal. Middle finger to me, I suppose. Anyway, so then we also had food-wise, we had the the, the bricks and biscuits, the meat, br- meat, meat, brick and biscuits. It was very delicious. The quesadillas were good, and then we had uh, I think there was a melted Snickers on a uh, French toast. It was so much peanut butter. It was delicious. Uh, it was a peanut butter and fluffernutter French toast. That was sandwich. amazing. Yeah. I had a very small piece. If I ate the whole thing, I would have absolutely just had a heart attack here and died. But it was delicious. Cut off uh, my it, foot. And it was like <laughs> diabetes. And it was covered in bacon. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I, I didn't. I've never seen that before, but it was really, really good. But oh yeah, and even though uh, you kind of failed up, like you. You didn't bring any food. Yeah. You forgot that Easter, everything's closed. Luckily, your boss was open. Luckily, your boss didn't know who you were. Yeah. And just said, here, stranger, here's some food because I, I run a business. I, I am surprised that the businesses that were closed today and then some of the that were open, like some corporate places were closed yeah. and then some small mom and pops were open. I think it's the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> you. I think. Uh, Do you get a Q drop this morning that yeah, filled you yeah, in? <laughs> no, I think places are. You said this earlier, Zach. I think places are closing more often because they can't fill a spot. Oh, uh, that's actually that's probably true. Well, and this is, that's actually valid because it used to be we talked about our former employer when we, we used to work at Schnickniven's. Mm-hmm. It was McNiven's. The place is closing more. <laughs> what am I hiding? Yeah, he's it's not even a real place. But he, <laughs> uh, we weren't open for Sundays, and it was great. And then it was like, well. If we open for Sundays, we can make money, and so we did. Yeah, but think about it now. If if, if that place were to say, "Hey, you got to come on an Easter," and we said, "No, we don't want to," they can't fire us. What? Can you imagine working at that place and not being able to be fired? And yeah. I was also referring to the dearth of napkins and to go bags. You did not give us any napkins. I wasn't going to say that. Well, I think that's. <laughs> I mean, I th- you did. I think that's <laughs> but because I, us there. I think that's because Doug kept reminding him that he worked there, and Gomez like, "I don't know you, dude," and I'm not giving you napkins now. <laughs> That Gomez guy hates me. <laughs> Everybody hates me. Uh, but yeah, but that's I, I think Lucas is right. I think that's the deal. Is like you can't push people around anymore, and that's a silver lining for people that work there. It's like, well, if you make me, if you open on Easter, I'm just not going to show up. And then what are you going to do if I don't? If you fire me, yeah. you don't have anybody for the next week. Yeah, it's like that's probably valid. And oh, you're going to fire me from my shitty job? Yeah. Okay. I can I, walk next door. I think that is a big part of it. And the, I mean, we've talked about this kind of ad nauseum, uh, but I think the, the whole service industry, I think one, I think people are doing more work life balance and then just like, yeah, you know, why the fuck am I working? Yeah. Like, but I think top down, I think even some owners are like, yeah, why are we open seven days a week? Yeah. It doesn't even yeah. make sense when we know our sales are shitty. On well, Monday I think for Tuesday. Easter makes sense, even though it's not, at least I don't consider it like a major holiday, but it's sort of the same thing. Like that's not a holiday where people really go out. Like, I think that's, like, if you, when I drove here, everything is dead. Like, there's no one anywhere. Some people do, the Easter brunch is still pretty popular. Yeah, which, I mean, it's not as big as we Christmas. We did an Easter brunch. No. We, well, eventually. Yeah, we eventually <laughs> did it. It took a while to finagle. Well, I think it turned into a lunch. <laughs> they never, listen, I made it, I, that bothers me all the time, because it is, I got here at 12, Yeah. and even though, <sighs> when he makes the food, Lucas, just to make sure this isn't like, the standard wasn't lower, you, typically when we eat, it's like 2 o'clock. Like, it's in brunch name only. It's always, like, essentially, like, the earliest dinner. You can have mm. a brunch at two. Yeah. yeah that's just called lunch. That. that is called lunch. No. 
No, you can go to a brunch. I think the cutoff for brunch is one o'clock. One o'clock? You think it two o'clock? Being, yeah, two o'clock I, is the beginning. Is the earliest so dinner? That's not a late that, lunch. You're saying that brunch is relegated to people who can get up on time? No, that I think doesn't it doesn't sound right. No, I think first of all, we know it's I not think because it's exclusionary. I think it has to be specifically in between brunch and lunch. Otherwise, it's just called what Leonard? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah, I think this. Well, it could be either brunch or lunch. This is the most. Uh, this is the greatest debate. I mean, <laughs> when you guys go back to remembering restaurant names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we've covered all this. What's that well, place called? Remember the Rainforest Cafe. Uh, <laughs> and your lunch is, your brunch is too late. And is it lunch or dinner? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What about Planet Hollywood, guys? <laughs> How do you feel about Planet Hollywood? Planet I, Hollywood was the first place I had Memphis-style barbecue. There's no way. That's, that's a terrible that's introduction to that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. they just throw some jerk seasoning on it? Or? Yeah, basically. Well, and I was I thought oh. that you could only have barbecue like being like sauced up and everything. Yeah. And it was like one of the vinegar-based ones. Yeah. And I thought it was the shittiest barbecue I've ever had. I would hope so. I've never been to yeah. a Hollywood camp. I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame Memphis for that. I would probably <laughs> yeah, blame Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, that's definitely Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I mean, probably. Well. Yeah. The, prob- the problem with playing in Hollywood is I think all the recipes were made by somebody that used a closed fist. I think that was, that was, that's probably <laughs> that's what it is. I never, I've never eaten at a Hard Rock either. I don't know if those are still even around, but I've never eaten at a we Hard have Rock. One. No, the one downtown is closed. Is it? Yeah, that one closed oh. a while ago. My friends did a uh, a dine and da- uh, dine and dash in high school, uh, a Hard Rock cafe, and yeah. uh, store and left their Guitar. and left their uh, ID store. there. <laughs> no, I think he left his diploma. <laughs> and then had to go back and be like, "Oh, I apparently left without paying." Also, I think I left my diploma. Can we do a swaparoo? Did he, have, did he end up having to pay? Yeah, he had to pay. <laughs> they were like, "No, you obviously did a dine and dash and left your diploma here, you idiot." Why was he walking around with his diploma? Did he just graduate? Yeah, I think so. Was he still wearing the robe? It it was Dyke's friend and Dyke. <laughs> I was in Ask my mid thirties. <laughs> <laughs> we got drunk and, and didn't uh, pay that one time. Remember, we went out. Oh, that was epic because there was so much food. There was so <laughs> much food. So much well, food. I would just like do whatever you want because no one buys more. No one spends more money than drunk Chris King. I spend <laughs> all the money on all the fucking. Well, people. it was it was we went out with it was uh, a server from McNiven's who had never eaten there. I don't think she was twenty one. And you were just like <laughs> you never you never eaten at the Eagle. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I should say the name of the place, but yeah, the, no, I think it's fine. You know, eating there, so you were just getting like samples of everything. Like, yeah, it was like I was drunk. One, one of every side. Yeah, plus chicken. That's not. I don't want to say that's not. That's not a recent thing either. Even when I was at McNiven's, I would always get drunk and then buy a stranger's beer. Like my bill at at uh, Mass Ave Pub was always ridiculous when I would get drunk. But then we, yeah, I did that, and then I got so excited we walked out. And then I called you the next day, and I said, "Did I don't see that? I, I was because I was nervous about what I spent at the at the place." Yeah. And then it was the eagle. We could just say you've already said it, it was yeah. the eagle. So then I looked, and nothing was charged. And I said, "Hey, did we pay?" And you knew that we hadn't paid. You're like, "Oh, I guess this is what we're doing." And you said, "I said we didn't pay," and you said, "No." I said, "So we just walked out." And then you said, "Yeah, like a crime." <laughs> but the best part is, I went back to pay, and I apologized. I'm like, "Listen, I'm really sorry. I thought I paid. I didn't. I'd like to pay my bill." And they were perturbed. That I came back in. Oh, they like, were mad that, yeah. They were the mad that I came back. Like, I don't know where it is. They didn't like, know how to ring it up. They, they had no clue what thing, to do. Yeah. And they were like, they were like, just kept pushing like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I mean, I guess I could just leave. It was like hundreds of dollars. It was, <laughs> I think they only ended up charging me like 120 That was not enough. The first time we went out, uh, it was like after a shift to McNiven's. We went to Ball and Biscuit. I remember you bought everyone around, and I was like, "That's so more, stupid." I was like, "That's more money than I made today." Yeah, well, yeah, because you know what's really funny? Uh, totally. What were we Ball say? and Biscuit is not cheap. No, no. Because every time I get drunk, I decide everybody. I like, I got it, <laughs> and then I would spend all my money, and then wake up with like a ten in my pocket, and not know how I was going to pay my bills. <laughs> you just give credit card. Well, that one do time we what, did Molly, yeah, that's right. <laughs> do what you want. I did say that. I did say that the one time. Luckily, he didn't. Luckily, he did not. But we recorded the whole thing. He just goes to his drug dealer with a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't uh, connect those dots, and that's why he charged us to the game. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have like a square? Do you have a square here that I could use for needs to lizard drugs? 
Can I use the square? Venmo Molly. Yeah. <laughs> you should be able to buy crack with the QR code. I've always said that. There's no reason. I just wanted, I just wanted to show up my bill for tax purposes. <laughs> but yeah, they didn't. But yeah, but that's that's uh, that always goes back to. But I did use. Uh, I did. Now that I work in an office, I can't figure out like expense reports, so I ended up paying for like a like a all my tolls because I couldn't figure out how to like make the company pay them in my pocket and my boss said we're not supposed to pay this and i said sometimes the house wins uh, and he thought that was the funniest thing and i stole it from dyke and i said that was me man i invented that <laughs> term i told him he thought it was hilarious and he gave me another promotion uh lucas um i'm very excited about this show and we mm-hmm. want to make sure that we sell a lot of tickets and the people come out yes yes so please. when 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 and where can, can people get tickets? When is the show? So the first show is at 8 at White Rabbit. The second show is at 10 at White Rabbit on April 23rd. This Saturday, April 23rd, 2022. And the third show, I got greedy. I have the <laughs> third show. Triple dip. On Sunday at I want to say seven. I don't know, but um, yeah. So, and where can people get tickets at? Um, LucasWarfield dot com. Nice and um, <laughs> uh, White Rabbit. <laughs> Excuse me, White Rabbit COVID. <laughs> White Rabbit Cabaret. We will be spreading all the COVID. No, I'm I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> fuck, I fucked up this. Uh, plug. <laughs> Start over. Um, Zach doesn't know how to do any of that. White <laughs> Rabbit Cabaret. Um, dot com. Can get it. It's on Eventbrite. Uh, it's through Eventbrite. Um, and if you use the promo kit code Comedy Ten, you can get five dollars off. Comedy Ten. Yeah. Comedy yeah. one zero or comedy T E N one zero one zero guys uh, go ahead and secure those tickets now. Don't wait till the last minute. You don't want to be left out. This is going to be one of the funniest uh, nights of your life. Jesus. Yeah. That's setting the bar really high. I hope it is. <laughs> Uh, it's mean, gonna be absolute perfection. <laughs> Goddamn, nothing's gonna go wrong. Although I really doubt that somebody's gonna be sitting there and Lucas is gonna go up and like, you know, Dyke said this was gonna be the funniest time of my life, and he was fucking lying. I'm sure, it'll be really, really. Yeah, they walk out <laughs> mid set. I will say this: if it's not the funniest thing you've ever experienced, full refunds. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, they stand up in the middle. I. This isn't funnier than when I saw Grown Ups too. <laughs> With my, yeah, <laughs> wife. <laughs> this is a good time if you want to, like, you know, make amends with someone. Like, let's say there's a cop who used to judge you for being a drug dealer. You no, want really, or and just pay or, for your meals, or you just self projected your insecurities <laughs> onto a cop and that paid for your meals. Uh. <laughs> Sound like a ma- magical time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like let me t- let me t- you stole it like a war story. Like, let me tell you some shit that happened to me. Let me tell you how the man kept me down. They yeah. took me to a they took me to a theme restaurant and pay for my steak. You you tell that during a protest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go to inner city schools and be like, look, kids, this is why cops suck. It's tough growing up black. All right, the cops are always on your back buying you jalapeno poppers at the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> What's the rainforest cafe? And then you go into a big elaborate 20 minute story about every. Just just a whole bit about animatronic fucking giraffes. Anyways, this cop sucked. Can you drop a B for me, Zach? Yeah. One more time, Lucas. Uh, if people just want to find you and follow you on social media, where would they do that at? Lucas Waterfill at Lucas Waterfill on Instagram. Lucas underscore Waterfill on Twitter. Um, Lucas Waterfill on Facebook and LucasWaterfill.com on the interwebs. Chris King. Uh, I'm doing the uh, Snap Podcast with Gunner still, so we're doing Moon Thanks. Knight. Nice. Have you seen it? Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, I'm, I'm all caught it's up. It's really, really good. Yeah. I don't know anything about Moon Knight. That's I don't either. One. Well, that was the thing is, like, usually it's me talking about, like, the history, the character, the comic books, but I know nothing. So 
So uh, not to you know not to get anybody too excited about it, but the second episode, Gunner spends about thirty minutes talking about uh, Egyptian lore. <laughs> uh, it's as exciting as you believe it is. <laughs> So great, yeah, definitely, definitely tune in. It's a great can't, plug. Be, can't be more exciting than yours, <laughs> your guys' debate. <laughs> that's the show, Lucas. We can make it, that's the, we we I, I, we've had multiple arguments about Leonard and London brunch. <laughs> Zach Roan. you can follow me at Real Zach Roan on Twitter, and that's all I got. Uh, if you'd like to join our Patreon, we're really going to get into what time breakfast is served, what time lunch is served, yeah. what time dinner is served. It's only $3. Uh, go to patreon.com backslash heart of brunch and join the brunch nation. Uh, we will see you next time. Thank you very much.